0: Amen. Thank you, Brother Peter. If you're able to, stand with me this morning for the reading of the Word of God. And if you're visiting today, we've been, uh, this entire year, our theme has been magnify. And that's what we want to do as a Christian, is magnify the Lord in every area of our lives. And so on a monthly basis, we've been, we've been going through different areas of living the Christian life. This month, we've been focusing on sanctification And so we've kind of been the last couple weeks in Ephesians chapter number four, dealing with how to live a life that is sanctified in the Lord. And so this morning, we're going to begin reading in verse number 17. So if you have your Bibles there or you have your uh, outline, you can follow along that way. But beginning in verse 17, the Bible says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth Walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ." If so be that ye have learned ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. And we pick up our text this morning, verse 22, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, there's a phrase there in verse 22 that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. It's talking about the former way of life. It's talking about, if you go back up in this chapter, how we were before we came to know Christ. And he says, don't walk. Now that you are saved, like other Gentiles or other unsaved people walk. And, of course, the walk describes our life, our sanctification that we have in Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. Bless your word. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing this morning. Well, two weeks ago, we looked at this matter of sanctification, and we talked about the difference that sanctification makes. Of course, sanctification, we understand that we have been justified, meaning that we are now saved by the grace of God, and God looks at us as just as if we had never even sinned. And so justification, as we are saved, we begin what is known as the sanctified life or sanctification. So we talk about the difference that sanctification makes. And what that means is, is that God's grace, that God is working in us and God is working through us. God makes all the difference in our lives. Would you agree with that this morning? Amen, right? So you think about the difference of sanctification, but you also understand from last week as we picked up this portion the 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 matter of the discernment of sanctification in other words as we are saved by the grace of God that there ought, there ought to be a discernment in our lives and we understand this is the inner working of the Holy Spirit showing us what is right and what is wrong meaning that what is right in the sight of God versus what is wrong in the eyes of God now we live in a world that every man does that which is right in his own eyes. But as a Christian, now that we are saved and we are being sanctified, we want to discern what is right and what is wrong. So sanctification makes a difference. There's a discernment that comes along with being sanctified by the Lord. But then today we come to the decisiveness of sanctification. Now, to be decisive or decisiveness means having the power to decide. It means it's putting an end to controversy. It's characterized by being resolute or by being determined. So when you think about our sanctification, we've been changed by the power of God. And since we, as he said earlier, since we've been taught by the Lord, we've been taught by the Word of God, the truth about God, then the Bible says, as Paul writes, there ought to be some active changes. Listen now, now that we are saved, there ought to be some active changes that ought to take place. And so Paul gives three of these changes, three of these actions that we see. The first one he gives is in verse number 22, where he says we need to put off some things. The second one is in verse 23, where he says we ought to be renewed. And the third action is in verse 24, where he says we should put off. Now, notice the order there. We are to put off, we are to be renewed, and we are to put on. That's God's order. And I want you to pay attention as we go through the message this morning, because when you see these, they are not commands for the believers. They are actually statements of fact. These things ought to be a reality in our lives day by day. These are statements that refer to what the Lord did in us when God saved us. So notice the first step this morning is that Paul says there is something to renounce. Now, when you think about renouncing something, what are we talking about? Well, the very word renounce means to give up something It means to put aside something voluntarily. Now, that reminds me of what the Lord did. If you know what the Bible says and what Jesus did, it says that he laid his life down, no one took it from him. Jesus voluntarily left heaven, came to this earth, gave his life so that you and I and every man, every woman, every boy, every girl could have eternal life. So when you think about, Renouncing something, Paul uses the words put off. Now, I love the words here. To put off means to strip away. It literally carries the idea, watch this, of taking off the clothing and putting it off from you. It means to get rid of. Now, what is it talking about? Get rid of what? Get rid of the old man. The old man is dirty. The old man is corrupt. The old man is filthy. The old man was stripped away when you got saved. And he says, you need to put off the old man. And as we live in this world, we are to be sure that the old man, every one of us as God's children, we need to make sure the old man remains stripped off, that he's not a part of our lives. Now, as we study the Bible, here's what we do find is the old man of sin remains alive and well within each one of us. Notice what Paul writes to those in Galatia. Notice this I say then. Now, notice, walk in the Spirit, and if you are walking in the Spirit, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's why so many times Christians struggle is because they're not walking in the Spirit. They're walking in the flesh. Now, they're saved, but they're living a carnal life. And the Bible says, notice, if you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that ye would. Look, the Spirit and the flesh are constantly at odds with each other, and we need to, now that we are saved, we need to walk in the Spirit and not walk in the flesh. Paul's own testimony, I believe, we see it recorded in Romans chapter number 7. Notice in your notes there, he says, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not, but what I hate, that do I. If then I that, uh, he says, if then I do that which I would not, I can send unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin. This is Paul. Paul says, it is sin that dwelleth in me. See, look, we get saved, doesn't mean we're perfect. You find verses in the Bible like 1 John 1, 9, written to Christians, if we confess our sins. That means that we're going to struggle. We're going to to deal with things. What are we dealing with? We're dealing with the old man of sin. Notice as we read on in Romans 7, Paul says, for I know that in me, that is, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. That's the second time that he said that. It is sin that dwelleth in me. Now, notice what he says. I find then a law. He says, when I would do good, evil is present with me. For if I, do, He says, I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Notice he says, O wretched man that I am. You ever felt that way? Just about every day I feel that way. O wretched man that I am. Paul says, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He's describing the old man. The old man is deceitful. The old man is filled with lust. He's growing more corrupt every day. The old nature is just like a corpse that's rotting in the sun. It grows more vile, and it also will continue to get more and more wicked each and every day. And if we're not careful, the old man will enslave us in old habits. Habits that maybe were ways of living before we knew Christ, but the Lord delivered us from those when he saved us. An illustration, and this is a true illustration. You can go back and find this, that back in the days where Rome was ruling, if they found someone who had murdered someone, what they would do is they would they would capture the murderer. They would stake that person to the ground. So out in the open, they would stake that person, hands and legs, to the ground so that they could not move. Then what they would do is they would place the body, the lifeless body that had been taken, the one that had been murdered, and they would lay that dead body on top of the murderer's body, face to face, hand to hand, foot to foot. And so as that body laid there, and by the way, they would just leave it, out in the sun, and as that body began to decay, what would happen is, is that eventually that decay would go into the body of the person that had taken the life of that one. Well, you know, you think about that illustration, true illustration, that's how the flesh operates. What the flesh does, listen to me, is the flesh corrupts our lives every day. I know I'm not speaking to myself only this morning. We all battle the flesh. That's what Paul was describing. And listen, if we are if we do not keep the flesh under control, what's going to happen is the flesh will destroy our lives. And we must every day Paul says, we must be decisive. We must be determined that we are going to put off the old man. Paul wrote it this way in Romans 6:11, likewise Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead, dead indeed unto sin. But notice, alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the first step that Paul says in this matter of sanctification is that we need to take the first action, and the action is to put off the old man. But he doesn't stop there. Notice in verse number 23, the Bible says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I'm going to tell you, this is where, right here, this is where the battle takes place for many. I know a lot of people struggle in the heart, but understand that the mind is something that is a a battleground. People struggle with thoughts. And when you think about this second step, what is it talking about? Something that needs to be renewed. Now, to renew something means to take it up again. I know that you've heard the old saying that one man's junk is another man's treasure. You know, my mom, uh, she loved, she was, we call, oftentimes we call it junking. She would say, I'm going to go junking, and she'd find stuff all the time, you know, things that she would give to us, give to our kids, but you know, I think all of us like something new. I mean, who wants an old clunker when you have a brand new car, right? I mean, listen, you can even buy a, an air freshener for your car that's a new car scent, you know, because that, that new car smell wears off. And you're like, boy, I really liked the car whenever it was brand new. I can't think of a greater thing than to have new life in Christ. And so what happens sometimes is because we're saved, we've been justified, but we struggle every day like Paul said. We struggle putting off the old man, and we struggle with, the renewing of our minds. And so Paul says here that, that the, the lost sinner, they have a mind, he described it earlier, we looked at it a couple weeks ago, they have a mind that's given over to vanity, to, 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 to futility, that, that their life is all about nothing. It's empty of value. And the result of their thinking is, is that God will judge them and they will spend all of eternity without the Lord. That's the sinner that's lost. But we who are saved, according to the Bible, the saint of God is to walk a sanctified life with a renewed mind. We we ought not to think like we used to. When the Lord saved us, the Bible says He made us alive in Christ. Ephesians 2, God who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead, look, he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us or made us alive with Christ. By grace are you saved. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. He's talking about how we've been raised by Christ to walk in the newness of life. So, you think about how sometimes you'll see, and we've had a few recently, we may have one next week where folks come and they follow the Lord in believer's baptism. And the Bible teaches that salvation always comes before scriptural baptism. That's the order God gives. And so, one of the ordinances for the church is Baptism. Tonight, we have the Lord's table. That's the second ordinance. There's only two that he gave to the church. But when a person comes and presents themselves, what is baptism? It's an identification. What are you identifying yourself with? You're identifying yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ, with his death, his burial, his resurrection. You're identifying yourself with his teachings. So when somebody goes through the baptistry, there's no saving power in that water. But what it is, is that you're buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in the newness of life. God doesn't want you to go back to the old man. Hey, listen, you remember how the children of Israel were? that They left Egypt's land and they got out there on their journey, and then all of a sudden, things started to get a little bit challenging. And I'm sure you can identify in your life, there's probably been some days where you've had a few bumps in the road, a few challenges, maybe some trials, even some burdens. It happens in all of our lives. The rain falls on the just and on the unjust. But what happens is, is that as we live, then understand that the Lord helps us during those times. God is there with us. And when you see people taking these necessary steps, God is saying, look, I want you to live in the newness of life. Here's the children of Israel. They're thinking, boy, listen, uh, we didn't sign on for this. We had it so good when we were back in Egypt, really. They have forgotten about the the being enslaved and the bondage and the taskmasters and all that they had to do folks look i'm going to tell you i've been saved for 36 almost 37 years now and i never look back and say boy i want to go back to that life no i'm glad god delivered me from that life but see sometimes what christians want to do is they want to just put the old man back on and that's where this matter of renewing our minds comes in god saved us we are alive. And part of this new life is it involves the renewing of the mind. We are to walk every day with our minds being renewed. Well, how does that happen? By the Word of God. By the Spirit of God. God, with His Word and His Spirit, changes our minds he gives us when he changed our minds when he saved us he gives us the power the ability in our lives to live differently than the world around us look i'm going to tell you this is something that i get it i understand we live in this world and society does this and society says this and society dresses this way and so on and on and on and on but there ought to be something different about us Something distinctly different about Christians. The Bible says we are a peculiar people. That doesn't mean weird. We've had a lot of discussion, and I've enjoyed it. You know, people, and I think honestly some, it's, it's people growing in grace. But people talk about, you know, uh, you know, doing this, or saying this, or wearing this, or whatever it may be. And, and look, I, I get it. Man looks on the outward, but God looks where? He looks on the heart. See, everything stems from the heart. It's the matter of the heart. And a lot of times, people want to argue about this and that, But understand that as I was lost, and as you were lost if you're saved, that God's work of salvation, we believed in our heart. But you know what got in the way of our heart? Our mind. That's why a lot of times, the older somebody gets, they struggle with getting saved, being saved, trusting Christ as their Savior. Because unlike a child, they have too many things that have clouded this mind of theirs. And that's why many times you have to have conversation after conversation after conversation. Why? Because the mind has been so filled with things that you don't find in the Bible. But as we get saved, watch this, we have been justified, we are being sanctified, He says, you need to put off the old man. And the second action is to be renewed in your minds. The Christian life begins in the mind. When our thinking is changed, our life is changed. Let me say that again. When your thinking, my thinking is changed, our life is changed. When our minds are set on things above and not on things of this earth, our lives will follow the direction of our minds. Paul said it this way to those in Rome. Notice in your notes there in Romans chapter 12, look at verse number 2 with me. And be not conformed to what? This world. But be ye transformed. The word there is metamorpheo. It's a Metamorphosis. If you've ever seen a butterfly and what happens, it's a beautiful transformation. Look, you and I, we can put on whatever clothes we want, but you and I cannot do the work of God in our lives. Only God can do that. But the Bible says, notice, look at it, but be ye transformed how? By the renewing of your what? Your mind. God says, listen, living a sanctified life begins by putting off the old man. Listen, don't let the old man back in your life. Walk in the Spirit. And then he says, be renewed in your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That ye may prove when our mind is is renewed. We can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hey, listen, that's the only thing that matters to me. Look, I I like to be right with everybody. I like to get along with everybody, but the reality is there's only one person I'm interested in pleasing, and that's God. I want to know what God's will is. What is God's purpose for my life now that I've been justified. Now that I am being sanctified, I, I want to prove by the renewing of my mind what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of mine. See, if we ever get our minds right, then our lives are going to be right. Does that make sense? But see, our thinking, our minds get in the way. Our thinking is either going to set us on the right path or it's going to put us on the path to trouble. In the end, it all comes back to one thing. Here it is. It's all about what you and I think. The Bible says it this way, as as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. If the mind's right, the rest of the life will follow the course set by the mind. The mind of the lost man, what is it? A lost man is going to continue to get farther and farther and farther away from God and deeper and deeper and deeper into sin. But the saved man, the mind of a saved person, will lead that person closer and closer and closer to God into a deeper life, a a holy life, one that is pleasing to God. Look, Paul says here, we must be decisive and we must take control of the mind. Notice what he says to those in Corinth. For though that we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. He says, but here's what they are. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God And bringing into captivity every thought, notice that, every thought to the obedience of what? Of Christ. That's why the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also where? In Christ Jesus. So look, here's what he says. The first step is to what? To renounce the old man to get the old man out of your life, to not let the old man have a part in your life. He says, listen, don't allow the old man back in. Be renewed in your mind so that you may prove the change, the transformation. But the third step, look at this, is he says, put on. In verse number 24, look what it says, and and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, if you underline in your Bible or highlight, you ought to underline those words, after God. Listen, this is not something that Pastor Keeley or Bible Baptist Church or whoever or whatever it may be, your life should be one that, as it says here, that you put on the new man which is after God. It is one, according to the Bible, that is created In uh, righteousness and true holiness listen this is something to reveal when you think about what is what revealing means it means to lay open to view so that everybody can see it so that it is on display what are we talking about displaying our new life in Christ the world needs to see Christianity somebody that is living a sanctified life that is pleasing to God The world already has the world. They don't need anybody else to look like, act like, talk like the world. They need to see some Christians. That's what the walk of sanctification is all about. And Paul says here, look, you need to reveal this. Put it on. I love the word there. To put on. Here's what it, the 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 literal meaning of this is sinking into a garment to invest with clothing. You know, you you put this on like I just put my jacket on. You know what I did? I just sank into it. I mean, I invested. By the way, it's a beautiful picture of what Jesus did when he took upon himself the form of a servant. I put on this jacket. You know what Jesus put on? He robed himself with flesh. He became a man without ceasing to be God. And the Bible tells us here that if we are to renew our minds, then the next step would be to reveal the new man, to put on the new man, this new holy man that was born in us, born in you when you and I got saved. When God uh, created us, he's given us the ability to live a life that is pleasing to him. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature old things, the old man are passed away, and behold, all things are become what? New. All things. And so this new nature. You know, if you're saved today, somebody that has a new life in Christ, guess what? That's somebody that loves the Lord, loves the things of God. I remember what it was like before I got saved. I I didn't really care anything about the Lord. I didn't care about anything about God or about church or about God's Word, but now God has put a desire within me to love Him and to serve Him. God has empowered us to walk in the will of the Lord, and we do it, why? For the glory of God. We live this life that He has given to us, and our responsibility, yours and mine, is to let the new man out. Let the world see that there's been a change in your life. Look, none of us are perfect. Paul gave a testimony even about himself. We may not be perfect, but guess what? We have been changed. God has changed us. And we must actively yield ourselves to the Spirit of God who is in us, dwells in us, and allow the Holy Spirit to walk in us day by day. Paul said, let not sin therefore Reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Don't let sin have its way. Don't let the old man have its way in your life. The Bible says you were sometimes darkness, but now, now that you are saved, he says, now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We ought to let our light so shine. Listen, don't, don't live and walk in the rags of your sins we must decisively, that's what he's saying here, these actions, we must decisively put off the old man. And we must decisively be renewed in our minds. And we must decisively put on the new man. Now, I just want to break it down for you this morning. Notice the order that I mentioned earlier. And here's why some people struggle as Christians. is because they're struggling in their minds. And the reason they're struggling is because they will not put off the old man. You see, until you put off the old man, you will not be able to be renewed in your mind. But once we have put off the old man, and we don't let sin reign in our mortal bodies, and we walk in the Spirit, and we're not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, then we may be renewed in our minds. And as our minds are renewed, and we begin to think on things above, then what will happen is we'll put on that which is righteous, that which is true holiness. That's the decisiveness of sanctification. Maybe think of an illustration that I heard years ago about a young girl. She had uh, trusted Christ as her Savior, and she uh, decided that she wanted to inquire about becoming a member of a local church. And so she went to one of the members of the church, and she asked if she could possibly become a member. And she was asked this question, They asked her, said, were you a sinner before you received Jesus in your heart? And she said, well, yes, I was. Then she was asked this, well, are you still a sinner? And her response was, well, I I feel like I'm even a greater sinner today than I was before. Then they asked her, well, what real change have you experienced since you've been saved? And here's this young girl, and she looks at the member, and she says, well, I don't really know how to put it into words and explain it, but she said, except I'll say it this way, I used to be a sinner running after sin, but she says, now that I'm saved, I'm a sinner running from sin. See, that describes who we were, and hopefully, who we are. Because before we came to know Christ, We were running after sin. We were involved in all kinds of, as the Bible says, lasciviousness, wickedness. But now that we are saved, as children of light, we should be running from sin. Listen, just like Joseph in the Bible. Just get away from it. And Paul gives us these actions. And the the thought this morning is... How are you doing with the sanctified life, this area of sanctification? Are you different? Is God making a difference in your life? Are you discerning? Do you know in your heart by God's Spirit what is right and what is wrong? Are you being decisive? Say, look, I'm determined that I'm going to live the Christian life, and the way to live the Christian life is to put off the old man, to be renewed in my mind, and to put on the new man. Would you bow your heads with me this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning? If you would, just sit still for just a moment, those that are watching by way of live stream. Can I just say as you're sitting there, Is your life revealing Jesus to this lost world that we're living in? If you need help this morning with your mind, the only place you're going to find that help is with Jesus. If you need help putting off the old man and putting on the new man, you know where you find that help? In Jesus. If you're not saved today, you've never come to the place where you put your faith and trust in Christ. Can I say again, the answer to that, to eternal life, is Jesus. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. Would you stand with me this morning as we stand to our feet, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, the altars open, why don't you come this Sunday morning, maybe come and say, Lord, help me, help me to just put off for good the old man. Some of you might want to come and say, I'm tired of the old man just coming back and coming and me allowing him back. Paul talked about it. He says, the sin that dwells in me, I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Some of you ought to come this morning, say, Lord, help me to put off the old man. Some of you, some of you ought to come today if you're like me and you ought to say, God, help me to be renewed in my mind. Your prayer, maybe, if you come would be, Lord, Help me to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And some of you, maybe you just want to come and say, Lord, help me every day to put on the new man. To put on the new man. One that was created in righteousness and true holiness. As Brother Kenny sings this morning, whatever you need, why don't you come? If you need to be saved, why don't you come? Lord, thank you for this morning and for the truth of the Word of God. Thank you as you guided Paul to record what we've been looking at in Ephesians chapter 4. Lord, help us, we who have been justified, to be sanctified every day by your power. We look forward to one day being glorified. God, I pray that you would bless your word if there is someone that does not know you as Savior, or someone that's struggling with this matter of sanctification, Lord, I pray that they would seek one of us out. We would love to take the Bible and share with them some verses that would comfort and guide and give hope. Thank you again for this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.